Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right, we are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Charlie Wessel with us from Cordell Capital. He hails all the way over there, other side of the country in Charleston, South Carolina. One of my favorite cities, by the way, Charlie. I did not tell you about that before we got That's on here. But sweet. I absolutely love uh, Charleston. Um, Charlie is a master in capital raising, in multifamily. So I am super excited to hop into this. Charlie, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, for sure, man. Looking forward to it, man. Right on. Um, well, I told you before we got on here, we like starting with stories. We like to hear how people got to where they are today. So why don't you take us back to the beginning of your story? How'd you get started in real estate? Yeah, yeah. I was a uh, general contractor for over 10 years here in Charleston. And we had rental houses, and that was just a complete pain in the behind. So, <laughs> so there's got to be a better way. Being a general contractor, we did a lot of commercial work. Uh, we were mainly interior uh, renovators mm-hmm. for commercial buildings here in Charleston, office buildings, restaurants, stuff like that. So I dealt a lot with the owners of those mm-hmm. buildings, and they all seemed to show up in flip-flops. <laughs> You're like, I like so that life. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. These guys are doing it. So, yeah, I, you know, I got in touch with a buddy of mine. He's a broker downtown and he had an office building listed for like 20 million bucks. And I told him, I said, dude, how do I buy that building? I mean, I don't have the funds to go, you know, put down the money that's required on a $20 million building. And he was like, dude, buildings like that are bought by you guys every day. He said, you know, you get a group of guys, you grow a pair, you go raise money. And you take it down and then you rent it out, you know, hand it to a property manager and sit back. He goes, you don't want that building those second and third floor has been vacant for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was like the safest bet out there is multifamily. He said, and it's got some of the best uh, returns. He said, you know, if I were you and I was starting over and doing this, he said, that's what I would go into. Nice. He said, if you find a deal, we'll invest with you. I was like, let's go. And there you go. You had your first uh, your first capital partner. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So you, uh, it sounds like you got started, at least from an investing perspective, when it comes to real estate, you got started in single family. You're doing that for a few years? Right. Yeah. Did that yeah. for a few years. Me and my brothers and my dad. And, yeah, I feel uh, like... Luckily, we got out. A lot of people get started there. You know, there's definitely there's a lot of opportunity in single family, but it's definitely difficult to scale. So I love to hear when people hop over to the commercial side. Um, when well, it's it's like we, uh, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. It's the most overlooked investment strategy out there. You yeah, know, it really is. So. Yeah. Most people, uh, they when they think of investing in real estate, they think of single family. Um, and I'm yeah. trying to change that because I love commercial. It's my favorite thing. I started in a single, in single family, but um, there's so many opportunities out there. Multifamily is probably one of the most, the, if not the most, the uh, one of the best opportunities um, just because there's such a large number of them out there. So let's walk through. First, let's talk about how 
you guys chose multifamily. I know the, the, the broker kind of pushed you guys in that direction, but what was the, the impetus? What was the, once you guys did your research, why did you think multifamily was the way to go? I just, I rabbit holed that first night till about three o'clock in the morning. Yep. I did not want, I, I think I had gotten a call that week earlier from one of the neighbors that uh, lived next to one of our rental houses. And he was like, hey, Charlie, man, there's some legs hanging out the front door of the house. I was like, don't call me, man. Call the cops. <laughs> what am I going to do about it? <laughs> and so, you know, that that was kind of my, you know, final straw moment. I mean, we had some, you know, and these were all really nice houses. Yeah. Like, we didn't buy little, you know, shacks. These were, you know, back 15 years ago. I mean, these were $230,000, $240,000 houses in West Ashley in uh, Charleston. So, you know, we had, you know, these were nice houses. They were young professionals moving in that still acted like freaking frat kids. And, you know, I mean, even some of the people that were moving in that had families. So we tried to do a, a you know, purchase to leave, you know, or lease to purchase kind of thing. I mean, that blew up in our face, you know, and we were trying to help the guy out. Yeah. Because he had bad credit and he couldn't buy a house for his family. And dude, when he left, he like destroyed the house. So we were over it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you got you decided multifamily is the way to go. How did you guys once you made that decision, how did you go about um finding oh, the first yeah. deal and kind of structuring the team around it? Okay, yeah. So yeah, like I said, I went down the rabbit hole that first night till about three o'clock in the morning, found um, you know, found Michael Blanc, I think. Mm-hmm. This was in like 2016. Okay. So uh found Michael Blanc, took his whole course within like the next two days Crash um, course. his online. Co- oh yeah, dude. I just went right <laughs> through it. I was like, let's go. Um, I don't tinker around with a lot of stuff. Like if I'm going, I'm going all in, you know, let's yep. go. So, uh, yeah, I ended up going to one of his conferences and just meeting a ton of people that were doing this. And I wanted to talk to the people that were on stage. I mean, everybody else that was like I was, it's cool. I'll cheers you and have a, you know, drink with you. But yeah, I want to talk to those guys. Those are the people I want to go hang out with. And I did. And so I went and hung out with uh, a group that was buying, they were on like their 13th apartment complex, I think. And so they were like, yeah, if you want to, you know, raise some capital, you know, we'd be glad to have you come in as a co-GP. So that's what we did. I thought it was going to be very easy to raise capital. And, you know, being a member of the country club and everything and, you know, I have a good number of friends that have a good amount of money. They all knew Charlie is the damn contractor, not as yeah. the uh, handling their retirement funds kind of guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it took me a while to get past that. But, you know, we're, we're doing pretty good right now. We got 987 units under management and just over $100 million bucks, um in apartments. So, we, you know, we've come a long way since 2000. I'd say probably the end of 2017. Yeah, man, 987 uh, units. It's amazing how much things can change in what the course of what is that five, six, seven years, something like that. Yeah, and you know, most of those years we were kind of doing one deal at a time. I mean, I still own a, a roofing company here in Charleston that we hired really good guys that run that company now, and um, so yeah, I mean, it's almost like passive income on the roofing side. 
you know, I check in about an hour a day in the morning and then I'm solely focused on uh, Cordell Capital and our private equity firm after that. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit. Let's go into detail on the raising capital side, because that is, you know, there's a few hurdles that new investors or even established investors, they kind of have to overcome. The first one being finding a good deal. But once they do that, a lot of them run into the issue of capital, of having the money to buy their their larger properties, you know, the the 100 unit um, multifamily or whatever it is that you're trying to buy out there. Yeah. So um, raising capital, one of the hardest things to do when you get into real estate, what was, I mean, you mentioned it was harder than you thought it was going to be. What were the oh, process? Right. Yeah, exactly. So um Kind of just take me through the the story about raising capital, how you guys, you know, the first deal that you got done, and then how'd you how'd you kind of scale and start to get more more of a pipeline built up? Um the first deal we did was 156 units of Georgia. And I was, you know, they, it was our first raise, and he was like, Hey man, you know, we really, you know, those people I met at the conference, they were like, hey. Come on in, try to raise, you know, 250 graders. I was like, oh, I should be able to do that. <laughs> that. Very easy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how about we do like 500? I was like, you know, I can find 10 people here. This is going to be easy. No, no, I had one dude invest $100,000. And I told him, I was like, guys, I have literally had like 30 meetings with people. Like coffee, lunch, everything else. And, uh, and I finally got another guy to come in for another 50 grand. And I was like, just mortified. I was so embarrassed, man. I was like, dude, I had no idea that this was going to be, you know, a struggle. Um, and I tell you, know, I mean, not to sound real boring about it, but it's just grown every, every deal since it's grown. We just brought $2 million into our last deal. Um, and the way that you get there is just by running your damn mouth, run your mouth. Yep. You know, Talking I mean, as we, many we, people as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I'm out there and I'm like, look, this is what I want to take me through. I'm never going to stop doing this. Yeah. I might as well hit it hard while I'm doing, it, you know? Um, and you know, we post on social media put out, you know, that was actually, that was going to be my question is, uh, you mentioned, you know, running your mouth, exactly what you need to be doing out there talking to yeah. people. So what, um, when it comes to actually bringing the money to the table, how much of it do you think is the individual conversations that you have with people that you know? And then how much of it do you think is attributed to things like posting on social media, um, connecting with people who have no idea who you are, who just see what you're doing kind of tangentially? Yeah, I would say probably a third is from social media. Okay. And yeah, because we we uh, use a guy, his name's Yakov Smart. I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but he's got a, a direct message campaign program mm. that um, that we purchased to just send direct messages out through LinkedIn. Okay. I mean, it's it's something as a contractor, I'm doing something that I've never had to do before, which is like just basically we have a marketing agency. That's what this is. Yeah. I mean, really and truly, if you want to look at life, life is a marketing agency from you getting your wife to, you know, getting your kids to listen to you to any kind of business out there. Um, 
and yeah, I just really wasn't worried about it. You know, the, the construction part just kind of came easy when we did it. Um, but this has been the grind and I love it. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. I, I, I do. I enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. But there is, um, I mean, that's the reason why if people have an inclination to start something like a podcast, I always say go do it because it helps so much when it comes to it. I mean, you said everything's about marketing um, or at least yeah. communication and communicating what you're doing out there to the world. And so right. podcasting can definitely help you. You mentioned before that you're uh, you're thinking about starting a podcast. And I think that's a great step. Yeah, um, no, we, we're not thinking about it anymore. We're doing it. We're going to do it happening. here in about two weeks. Yeah, it's happening. So nice. Yeah. I'll, make sure uh, to, yeah, I'll make sure to get you on there. Well, let's get your first plug right here. What's the name of the podcast? What can people look for? You? I, I, man, we haven't even come up with that yet. Like, it's <laughs> going to be, I'm serious. It's going to be, uh, you know, something like, I wanted something just totally off the cusp. Like you're sitting around drinking a cold beer, chatting about golf, hunting, and investments. And real estate. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and really any kind of investments. So I think, you know, we were leaning a little bit towards uh, Blue Can Talk. With the country okay. club investor, all right. Blue cans of Bud Light, man. You, know, you go it. to any, yeah, you go to any golf course in South North Carolina, and you know it's uh, yeah, you'll ask for a blue can inside your Bud Light. Nice, I love it. Well, there you go, you guys. Uh, in a couple of weeks, check out Charlie. Look up Charlie Wessel <laughs> on uh, Spotify or uh, any of those. You'll be able to find him. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, shoot, I just lost my spot. Um, what was I going to say? Shoot, this is what the thing when you're uh, when you're talking and you yeah. you're not taking notes. Oh, there we go. That's what I was thinking about. Let's talk about metros. Um, where you choose to invest is a crucial part of your investing strategy. So it sounds like you guys are really predominantly based out there in Charleston. Um, did you choose we that are. metro because it's that's that's just where you live, or have you guys thought about investing in other areas? No, we don't invest at all in Charleston. There's- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, everything goes for about a two to three cap rate here in Charleston. You yeah, know, yeah. it's sub threes. It's crazy. Um, I we bet on the jockey, not the horse. Um, so far, I mean, we have everything from an apartment complex that was built in 2017 in Des Moines, Iowa. That's a hard sell to your boys out on the golf course in Charleston. They're like, "Is that even in this country, dude?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, it is." <laughs> But um, it's actually done phenomenal. Like this, this place in in Des Moines, Iowa, has just been a rock star. And then we have uh, three different uh, apartment complexes in Houston, Texas. Mm. And since we're being more of the capital arm for these guys, these are all guys that I've known for over a year. I mean, we have stipulations on who we're going to bring money to. Mm-hmm. I got to know you for over a year. You know, we got to break bread together. I'm coming to your office. I'm meeting everybody. Um, you know, we like to drink and have fun. So I've always heard the only two people that tell the truth are drunk people and babies. <laughs> or, yeah. Drunk people and kids. So, you know, we usually tie one on and have a good time. And, you know, it's some, it's some we got to have that synergy, you know, with yep. these people. You know, we really do. It's, this has got to be somebody that I don't mind hanging out with for the next five to 10 years. So we're going to go out and, you know, check on properties and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we fly out quite a bit from Charleston, but I wouldn't live anywhere else, but yeah, we, so you, we don't invest here. 
you guys, it sounds like your your main business model is raising capital and putting that in other people's deals. Um, it do, you is. Guys, do you guys do any, are you the GP on any project yourself or are you mainly just capital raising, putting it into uh, uh, other GPs deals out there? Just capital raising. We, we, we chased around deals for almost the first year. Okay. Um, I mean, I went all over the Southeast, met with all kinds of brokers, underwrite, wrote hundreds of deals. And it's just, you know, we made it to the best and final in a few of them. Mm. Um, and we got awarded one that fell apart in due diligence after <laughs> I, I'd already spent about 10 grand. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had like polypropylene piping through the mm. ground. Yeah. PVC stub outs. So it wasn't, you know, we, you see that and you're like, oh, it's PVC. No, no, no. We're going to, it's going to be like another 450 grand just to replace that with to PVC. So I just walked away from that 10 grand and, uh, you know, I was like, man, there's got to be a better way because I'll be honest with you. I don't want to manage these assets anyways. Now, I don't mind managing uh, investors. You know, we do a good job of that out at the shooting range and the golf course and, you know, downtown restaurants. And that's that's fun. But dealing with property management companies at day in and day out and checking off, you know, I, look, I was a contractor. I'm, I'm done. Wow. I <laughs> done herding cats. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do you guys generally structure structure your deals when it comes to an e- equity perspective um, from just like, being a capital raiser? Yeah. we in, our, in the deals that we're in, they usually set aside 25 to 35% of the GP for capital. And then you can't really get paid for the amount of money that you bring into it. So you just say, hey, I want, you know, 5% of that or I want 10% of that. And then we're going to bring the, you know, I'm going to commit to this amount of capital. But if you fall short or if you raise more, it can't really fluctuate per, you know, the big guns rules up in Washington. So you got to make sure that you're always, you know, mindful of how you structure those things yep makes sense yeah all right man well i just took a peek at the clock it looks like we have run down the timer so it's time to jump into the quick question round you ready yeah man let's do it uh it starts with books or any form of education give me two recommendations one for general life wisdom one for real estate specific well real estate specific and really, this is kind of business specific. Would be who, not how. It'll change, oh, yeah. change how you think. And then um, one that I read recently was sabotage. It had something to do with it. It was a World War II book, and it was about how the Norwegians just, you know, just fought through sabotaging the the nuclear bomb program that Hitler had. Interesting. And I don't get, I'll be honest with you, man. I read business books and I, I, I'm one of those guys, man. I hate reading. I really do. I do. It is part of my job. I don't, you know, and I just make it that it's part of what I do. Um, so I do a little bit of it every day because if not, I would never read, but this book, my dad told me about it. He, he reads all the time. And, uh, I read it was just an amazing book on how the Norwegians who were, you know, neutral during World War II were really behind the scenes just 
being a huge fan. Of <laughs> oh, he, they were giving him hell, man. It was it was fun read. It was fun to read. That's cool. I, I like that. Yeah. I'll have to pick that up. Yeah. Um, moving us on to the next question. This is for your younger self. So let's go back to the Charlie who is uh, just starting out as a GC. Go back to him. Look him in the eye. Give him one piece of advice moving forward. Go learn how to underwrite properties. I mean, I have a 13 year old son right now that, yeah, I'm going to let him go be up you know, next year. He wants to take this lifeguard class and so he can be a lifeguard at the pool kind of thing. And okay. Yeah, that's cool. You can do that for a couple of years, but then your ass is going to work for Palmetto Commercial Properties or one of these guys downtown and just learn the ins and outs of it. Because seriously, it can, you know, I mean, we did okay being a contractor, but this right here, I mean, you know, I never had a hundred million dollar contract. And now we have that much in real estate. And it's just, it's game changing. It really is. And if he can set that up at a young age and really, you know, take off with it, I mean, he, he could be fairly comfortable by the time he leaves his 20s. Pretty quickly. Yeah, it is. Pretty people quick. don't realize how <clears throat> how quickly you can actually achieve, you know, quote unquote, financial freedom in real estate. It does not take that much. Um, right. And so, yeah, that's a uh, good advice for the younger self. I'm going to move us on here to the next question. And this is, we actually already touched on this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. United States, big place, a lot of opportunity out there. What is the metro you're most excited about investing in today? Um, I'm about to team up with a guy doing short-term rentals in Arizona and in Florida. Um, Florida's a little shaky because of the storms, but hey, I mean, I'm, I live at the beach in South Carolina, so we get them here too. Um, I, but Arizona is going to be, I mean, that place is just on fire. It really is. It's just the rental rates and everything else out there is just incredible. Yeah, Arizona is definitely, I've heard, I, I actually don't look in Arizona, but I've heard from many people that it's uh, it's been doing pretty well. So yeah, makes sense. Um, moving us on, and this is about finding deals. Uh, since you, I guess, well, for you, we're going to change this question. It's going to be, what is your favorite way of finding new GPs? Masterminds, mastermind groups. We spend a lot of money every year on mastermind groups, and our return on investment is always at least 5x. So it's, yeah, we, we spent close to six figures on masterminds this year cool and that'll that'll return in droves nice i love it all right uh, moving us on to the third to last question this is about mentors um, none of us are islands we all stand on the shoulders of giants so who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to where you are today um you know, I kind of latched on to Hunter Thompson early on listening to his podcast. So I listen to his podcast every, I've, I've listened to every single one he's done. I went through his mentorship program and I've been through his Raise Masters. Now I'm in Capital Collective, uh, which is a really high level one. Um, I, so, you know, it's him. Of course, my dad, he was very successful in business. So he was always, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me kind of guy. And, you know. Yeah, he, he had a lot of wisdom in, in business. Nice. I love it. Yeah, man. 
All right. Second to last question. And this is about your strengths. We are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely give this world. So what is your Superman strength? Um, I can run my damn mouth like nobody's business. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it, you know, the one superpower, if I could pick one, it would be influence. You know, raising capital is good. You know, it's always lucrative. You know, uh, finding deals, that's very lucrative. But when you can influence people to, you know, towards kind of what you're pointing at, that's when that's when you got big muscles. Yep, I love it. And it sounds like you're already well down that route because uh, communication is such a crucial part of influencing. So love to hear yeah, that. We try. And that leads us to the very last question. And this is for the listeners. You've given us a lot to think about. I'm sure people want to reach out, figure out how they can get a part of your deals. And then also about your new podcast coming up. So what is the best way for people to get in contact with you? It's going to be CordellCapital.com. C-O-R-D-E-L-L Capital.com. Um, we're like right in the middle of revamping all that stuff. Like we're, we're rehauling our whole back end right now for the next two weeks before this podcast gets going to really, you know, that way we're building it from the ground up, putting a good solid base on it. But yeah, right now, CordellCapital.com would be the easiest way. And then just go on there and you can schedule a call and see what deals we've had and different podcasts we've been on and all kinds of stuff. Cool. I love it. I will yeah. put that link in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to Charlie, just click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description. And in there, you can find uh, Charlie's link. All right, man, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Okay. Thank you so much, man. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, the real estate investing club.com. If you guys have any questions, oh, I already said that. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is you give us a like, subscribe, share all that jazz. Other than that, hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.